Hey, what's going on, going on everyone? My name is Leon Baptist, and in this episode, uh, Hank and I were um, able to talk with one of, really one of our preferred lenders, especially during the pandemic, and I believe it's going to be going forward during post-pandemic. So if you're looking for a way to scale your portfolio, um, have additional acquisitions, but you're wondering, you know, hey, what's going on, going on in the market? Why can't I find a lender? Um, all that good stuff. Well, then this is the episode for you. Uh, get pen and paper and take notes and uh, let us know um, your thoughts. Talk to you soon. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Commercial Finance Podcast by Lee Chandler, where we discuss industry insights, tips about lending, capital finance, business acquisitions. The worst investment you can have is cash. Real estate acquisitions. Your financial advice depends on who you are. And everything in between. This is the Commercial Finance Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Leland Baptist, and I want to share with you um, an amazing connection uh, that was made earlier this week. And what basically took place is that we we're on the hunt looking for a lender for one of our clients, right, as an exit strategy. And in the process, had an amazing uh, discussion with this gentleman, gentleman named Ed. And I believe this is, it's important for us to introduce him to you because I am for sure that this would be a great resource um, for you guys going forward. So, Ed, w welcome aboard, sir. Thank you, Elon. Thank you very much. So, Ed, can, can you tell Hank and I uh, just a little bit about you and then also about your company? Sure. So, I'm the Executive Vice President at uh, Newbridge Commercial Lending. We are a national lender in 48 states, every state but North and South Dakota. Um, and that's, you'll find that with a lot of lenders, uh, they kind of avoid those two states for compliance reasons. Um, and I've been in the industry, oh gosh, since the mid early nineties. Um, even though I still look only 21, right? There you go. So, I, I can tell. <laughs> but it's a good thing my wife isn't here because she would not agree with that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we, we are, uh, in a recent uh, transformation where due to the, uh, the COVID pandemic uh, changed our name and our model to a certain degree. Um, and our product is focusing on uh, commercial properties, obviously. Uh, but those that may be struck by a lot of the issues people are seeing today because of the COVID environment, um, the restrictions the ignored asset classes that every all the banks and lenders are petrified of. Uh, it's bridge money. And what is bridge money? It's something that takes care and addresses the issues today, March 31st. What's going on here? We need to address these issues. And we put a uh, exactly what it says. We're giving a bridge from point A to point B with palatable rates and terms and we're one of the very few in the industry. We don't take any upfront fees. We do a lot of work upfront on our time and dime before we issue a letter of intent, which is for those that don't understand what a letter of intent is, 
for all intents and purposes, it's a pre-approval, but it's more than that with us. When we issue a letter of intent, we're telling you based on the information you've given us, we're, we're giving you these terms. We're offering you these terms on that subject property for that individual based on what you've told us. And those terms, as I say in the bridge mark, excuse me, are very aggressive for bridge money. Mm -hmm. um, the pricing, and it's no different than car insurance or health insurance. If you're in a lot of, God forbid, car accidents, and you run a lot of red lights and get a lot of red light tickets and summonses, you pay higher auto insurance. Right. If your deal is more risky, whether it be from a credit perspective or a uh, loan-to-value uh, basis, whatever that issue is about the deal that may make you non-bankable, at the time being, we're going to put the stitches on it and fix it now and price it accordingly. And it's not always, it could be credit, but it could be just what's going on in today's environment where the, the banks are neglecting people they would normally make a loan to because common sense has gone out the window, so to speak. And, you know, obviously uh, there's more and more about the vaccine, but there's more than half of America that isn't taking it either, that, you know, that is worried about effects of it on the long term and the unknown. So the COVID effect is not going away anytime soon. You have asset classes such as retail that were under attack before COVID. Why? You got this little company called Amazon. <laughs> and before COVID came, I mean, I, I just uh, recently uh, did a webinar where I was explaining to people the Jersey Turnpike 10 years ago, okay, you couldn't give warehouse space away. It was when you go down the New Jersey Turnpike, and I'm in New York, but when you'd cross over and, and travel southerly or northerly on it, you'd see so much warehouse space. And then you saw all the, the new craze in fitness, CrossFit, right? You saw a lot of CrossFit places popping up where? Industrial sites, yeah. warehouse space. Why? It was dirt cheap. Well, that two to four dollar a, a, a square foot price is now more like 18 to 25 dollars a square foot, depending on where you're located. Why? Because that little company called Amazon and Shopify, they need distribution sites. So they're picking out uh, locations and they've changed this asset class to be a very, very in-demand asset class. And it's hurt retail. Although you still have a strong base that feel there's gonna, you're always gonna have people that wanna, and especially after this, people oh, yeah. are gonna wanna get the heck out and touch and feel a product too, and try something on rather than go back and forth via FedEx uh, or Prime delivery because it doesn't fit, yeah. right? So um, that's so retail isn't going away. I think it's gonna be a little changed. Office space, at the end of the day, office space. Your traditional banks say they're petrified. Yep. And I don't know why, because if you think about it, there's two ways. You can look at it like the glass is half empty or half full. Okay. I tend to be the positive side of things. Let's, you know, they changed the rule in the NFL and it's the old unintended consequences. They said, we're going to make kickoffs. We're going to move them up so that they kick it out of the end zone. So what does everybody do? 
they pooch it to the five to cause a run back now. So there's more run backs than there were before they changed the rule. That's right. So in office space, you don't just, if people think they're never going back to an office again, they're nuts. Companies want companies grow in offices. How do you hire from within? You can't get it from a guy who sits on a laptop at his kitchen table all day long. I want to know the water cooler chatter. I want to see who's the first guy in the office in the morning. Hey, whose car is that in the parking lot? Man, that guy's burning the midnight oil in his office. So yeah. that's the side I think that, you know, smarter minds will prevail. Now, you may see things like we're seeing right now, a large demand for single story office space, the repurposing uh, so they don't have to get in elevators. Okay, that makes sense, maybe. Or maybe it's two flights or three flights instead of, you know, I got to take it up to the 180th floor to get to my office. Um, or maybe they'll change the layout of, of the elevators or how many people can be on. But if they think those asset classes are disappearing, they're, they're nuts. And in the bridge side, like we just repurposed a building to office space, okay? Wow. Multifamily will always be there. And I'm mentioning asset classes that we finance. So you have mixed use, multifamily, light industrial, office, retail, self-storage, warehouse, mobile home parks. Mobile home parks happen to be one of the hottest uh, and self-storage facilities, asset classes amongst savvy real estate investors right now. Yes, they are. Why? The people are living longer. They're still coming to this country from all over the world, not just Central America, okay, to be here. And people need a place to keep their stuff. Yeah. Okay. And they need a place to live. So the rural neighborhoods, which are known as tertiary markets, where we lend in at Newbridge, most lenders will not go near. I just funded a loan. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't fund yet. One that's getting ready to fund 60 miles west of Boston. And no one would give this guy a loan. He's got a great logistics business. He's in logistics. The railroad tracks come right into his property. All he wanted to do was knock down one building and replace it with a state-of-the-art warehouse for mm. his, he signed a big contract with Gillette Razors. And he wants to use that warehouse. There's five buildings on the property now. So he just wants to knock down an old outdated one and replace it with a prefabbed one. It'll go up in three months, mm -hmm. okay, to specifically store and service Gillette only, okay? So no one would give him the money. We're doing that loan, $6.9 million, $3 million for the, uh, for the prefab warehouse, and the other three and change pays off his existing loan. But, you know, people don't see that they're worried about God knows what in this environment. And in a tertiary market, I'm like, I spoke to, before we reopen, I was assisting his business manager. I said, hopefully we'll, we will reopen in time to handle this for you. I said, but what I will do for you right now is I'll reach out to some associates in the industry that I know that are at Bridgeland is that are open now. And no one would go near, they felt that that was, uh, you know, too far out of Boston. I'm like, are you nuts? They're they're strategically located two hours from New York. They're in an hour and a half to two hours from every New England Major state city. capital. Yep. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. I mean, Massachusetts, Connecticut. 
New York, and they can go west into, you know, to Ohio and Pennsylvania. So they just didn't see it. So in general, a tertiary market, these smaller markets, is where you'll find the mobile home parks, the self-storage facilities going up. We just did two in upstate New York. Now, what may we do in a tertiary market? And this is one of the things that makes us different than any of those out there. We may limit the loan to value, the exposure. Sure. Got to have a little more skin in the game because we are in the outskirts. Yeah, risk to risk. Which it just makes sense. Once again, it's common sense lending on those property types. Absolutely. Something something that, that, that you mentioned, Ed, is that most lenders don't see the vision. They don't see the vision. And so if a lot of times when you're going to an underwriter, you're trying to explain your loan scenario, they may not see the vision. And right now with COVID, right, there are, whether people want to talk, talk about it or not, there are commercial buildings that, that are behind or in, de- or in default, right? So having a resource like Newbridge and, ha- and having relationships with you guys is paramount right now in the, in the economy. You got to have an exit strategy. At uh-huh. some point in time, there's going to be, you know, that veil is, is, is going to li- lift up. You want to be, be protected. And if, if, I mean, if you look at on our logo, it says we're a bridge lender who sees value where others may not. So that's why the story is so important. You just give us a little bit of facts of what's going on, then we'll be able to dissect it and tell you, yeah, it makes sense. Or, you know what, look, this market data doesn't make sense. We also save the borrowers a tremendous thousands of dollars as we don't do appraisals. We do a site inspection. So a physical inspection is done rather than a four to five to six, $7,000 appraisal done. And that's only 1500 bucks. So after we've issued a letter of intent, that's the only monies we take to pay for that. And we already know at that point, we're doing a loan unless we get there and the site inspection inspection tells us something totally different, which is why I say, give us the facts up front, even if you're afraid, because we're on your side and we do ugly deals. We get it. We'll do maturity defaults. So you, and part of the issue why we started with Bridge when we reopened in September is because not only, as I said, the COVID issues and the retail stores that you see that are boarded up and people that have lost tenants and tenants not paying, okay, and the vacancy factor, traditional lenders, if you're at a a more than a five to 10% vacancy factor, you're done, okay? Banks are auditing their portfolios now. My friend's at one of the largest community banks in New York, and he just told me, yeah, they're weeding out. They're not inviting customers back who have 20, 30-year relationships with them uh, when their loans balloon. They're like, sorry, like, what do you mean? You're not gonna renew us? No, we, we, we're trying to level our portfolio and get less retail in here now. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, you got a perfect bar who's been with them for years yep. and tossing them to the curb. And then you have the cash out feature where they're not, they're petrified of cash out. And you, and you can't compare resi to commercial. You know, the largest uh, um, uh, percentile of fraud deals that were done when the implosion happened in 08 and 09 on Resi were cash out deals. But it's different. Commercial, we're talking about cash flow in properties. So there's so many little unique niches. We never hold reserves. 
unless your property has less than a 1% cash flow debt service coverage ratio to it, which also saves tying up borrowers' funds. So if you have a 1-0, so you may have a building that's 50% vacant, but he may have a 0.90 debt service coverage ratio. We'll only hold that minimal 0.10, uh, 1.0, uh, that, that 0.10 piece rather than the whole payment for 12 months times. We just funded a self-storage facility in the outskirts of Atlanta. Eight and three quarters, interest only, non-recourse. That means they can hand the keys back. See you later. $7 million, okay? And the reason we got the deal is we only held 400,000 in reserves. Everyone else was at a million two to a million five. We also don't hold escrows, impounds for taxes and insurance. The borrower pays those on their own. Wow. So that also decreases the tied up capitalness. We close these loans in 12 to 18 days and truly you and the, and the borrower are the determining factor there. Um, if it takes longer than 20 days, I tell everybody, look in the mirror or blame. <laughs> it's not going to be us. I, I want to I wanna touch on some of the things that Ed said and why it's so important. A lot of small business owners or people who, who have a lot of commercial in their portfolio, there is normally, normally a lag on their payments. Not all the time, but, norm, but normally there's a lag on, on their payments. And then if you're not able to have the, the right amount of liquidity, it can all go to hell. So if you, if you don't have to have uh, 24 months of reserves, that allows you to cash flow better. And that's a, that's a huge, huge, huge part because basically if you're not able to cash flow, you're just gonna end up defaulting all over again. And so that's super important. And so, so there's so many different features right now. Um, you know, borrowers need that working capital, you know, business owners that own real estate. Um, people are repurposing properties. We just did the rep in New Jersey. We did one. It was a bakery for years and the guy's turning it into warehouse space because he cut a deal with Amazon to use it. So we don't like, we don't do any ground up. We need a building on the premise with, a, with what's your plan? What's your story here? Whether it's vacant or whether it's occupied. I just took in a fully stabilized, cash flowing, beautiful eight unit multifamily in New York. Um, this morning, sent out the approval. Why is he coming to us, you'd say? He's bank quality. The bank won't give this guy the cash out he wants. He saw another property. So a lot of them are being extremely restrictive with cash out because, you know, you have these memorandums that are out now about uh, you're constantly hearing it on the news. Uh, you know, you don't have to pay your rent. You don't have to pay your mortgage. Well, you know, that doesn't mean it's going away. You know, they're exacerbating the problem here because uh, encouraging people not to pay is not a good move. Um, and at some point, the piper is going to come calling to get paid. So, um, you know, we, we are not afraid of all those asset classes. And we go, and this is what makes us so definitively different than others, we'll go to 70% of, of loan to value off the as is. Because there'll always be two values when you do a bridge loan, as is and the stabilized. Yep. You're stabilized for the obvious reason is a fully cash flowing property, not with minimal vacancies. It's 
leased out and rocking and rolling. That'll always be substantially more in value than the vacant or half full building. So, um, you know, you, you can do this, whether it's purchase for investment reasons, you're looking to acquire real estate. No bank is lending on a vacant property. You want to acquire it because you got a plan. Great. Pick it up. We'll give you that money. What's your plan? We'll even put money in to help rehab it. Hey, Ed, and, and some of those acquisitions where someone maybe wants to purchase a, a vacant um, a vacant building, um, what's your comfort level with you guys allowing syndications uh, in, in that purchasing process? Yeah, so in our old life with the end loans, we hated syndicated deals where there was a main borrower with very little skin in the game and all these other people. In the bridge money, we're not as concerned with that. Um, so, but we do need the majority uh, percentile of ownership on the deal. So at least 51 plus percent. Um, and we don't care if there's 10 other people with 5%, as long as we have the majority of ownership and um, he has the authority to move forward with financing, which the operating agreement would show us anyway. Absolutely. And that's why we asked for an attorney opinion letter. And we, a lot of times, if it's, and we usually only want that when there's multiple borrowers um, or owners, um, because it's telling us that, hey, this individual has the authority um, to sign on behalf of the entity. That's the main reason, not for the attorney to say, okay, Hank, these terms look great. Sign the loan. <laughs> That's not really what it's about. Yeah, found a new attorney. <laughs> you know, and, it, and as I touched on before, maturity defaults, and you brought that up as well, you know, a lot of lenders will stop taking payments. Yep. Sorry, not taking them anymore. Well, guess what? We'll never let another lender hold a borrower hostage. When you go into maturity default, traditional banks will not touch you. So we'll come in. We'll do bridge money for them. You'll iron out the issue. 12 months later, you're 12 months removed from the maturity default and we get you into a, to an exit loan. And then, as I said, in the future, we'll be rolling out our old product and pro programs from our former company um, here at Newbridge, where we will literally be a one-stop shop from A to Z. Here's the bridge, here's the exit. We got it all for you under one roof. Awesome, awesome. Hank, you you have anything you want to you want to add or any questions that you have for for Ed? Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of questions. Ed, what what type of deals as it stands right now in the in the midst of COVID do you guys shy away from? So we don't do any hospitality, but that's just not an asset class we've ever touched. So I would say. Anything having to do with COVID, with the building classes that I mentioned, mm -hmm. mixed use, multifamily, light industrial warehouse, office, multifamily, as I said, uh, mobile home parks, um, self-storage facilities. Uh, it would, the only thing that would shy us away from doing one of those property types is the condition of the property. Okay. It, it, we don't like overly laden or 
if you, if you said, hey, I got this office building, it's two stories, but they have air rights and they're going to put four stories on it. That's too much construction for us. <laughs> now, a couple of times you've mentioned COVID and COVID and uh, yes. perceived or actual impacts of COVID. Um, I think most, most people hope COVID's not going to be around forever. Right. And markets will probably start to loosen. So what are, what are you what are you guys looking at? How are you how are you positioning yourselves post COVID? Well, or post in an elongated COVID environment where we will have some some remnants of it forever. Sure. So there's two two or three phases to this. Number one, we will have there there was always a need for bridge money before okay. COVID. Always a very, very busy, extensive market. People are always looking to move and shake and make investments. And I mean, I myself had bought a, a bank property that was a former Bank of America site. And I had the cash to put down. My partner is still to this day in an 11% loan for his portion of the building. Three years later, I'm like, better you than me. Um, but, you know, bridge money there's always a need for it. Okay. Um, always. Now, moving forward, and we all hope we get away from this sooner rather than later, I don't think you're going to see us uh, fully recoup from this for at least two years. And long before that ever comes, we will have other product and program mm -hmm. um, for the pre-borrowers that the banks are turning down as well. So they won't have to go bridge. Um, and the flip side is who knows how these lenders are going to react even after it. It's going to be in the back of their mind. Yep. You know, now, you mentioned that you guys don't really do hospitality. Do you put Airbnb property? Yeah, no. We'll we'll look at those case by case. Okay. They really don't care for them. But we're, we're, you know, we're starting to get a little more, all right, what do you have? Let us take a look at it. We don't want to just punch you in the nose and say no, but it's not one that we normally do. It yeah. would be on an exception basis. And the reason I asked is I know some individuals who are looking to do sort of like a family outing post-September. And two months ago, they were looking at property in the and the rental rates for those properties were, say, say uh, if, hypothetically, $500 a night. Two weeks ago, a week ago, same property had jumped to over 900 a night. So it's as if someone somewhere anticipates that people will start to travel in premier locations and the and the anticipated uh, level of uh, occupancy, frequency of occupancy, will will go up. So that you know, that, you know why, right? Because they don't want to be in a crowded hotel. Yeah, they're re they're ready to move. <laughs> they they want to get away, but hey, if I can get away with the wife and kids and be two blocks from the beach, yeah. on the shore of the lake, um, you know, on the shore of Lake Michigan. 
let, or wherever. Let me do it that way rather than stay at the Marriott with a million kids and families and the kids touching this, that, and the other thing, not knowing who's doing what in the pool. And you know what? Because there's going to be a, no matter, you know, no matter how far we get, I, I think this is, I think this is going to change travel and the way we look at things the same way 9-11 changed security. Hmm. This okay. was like, and, you know, and unfortunately, I don't think the necessity, and this is just me throwing my own two cents in there, my own opinion. Unfortunately, it had to happen during election year. So the all of these, excuse my French, jackass politicians on both sides, blue and red, politicized mm -hmm. it. And guess who the loser is? The person, the general the, public, the people, yeah. yeah, the people, yeah. Whether we, you're we, white, black, green, democratic, liberal, yeah. conservative, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we all. I hope everybody's paying attention, looking at the gas pump right now. <laughs> I, yeah, I had to fill mm -hmm. up my car earlier. That's yeah, it's, it's it's about twenty percent higher. Yeah. We're up a dollar a gallon. Um, it was costing me. Well, that was high about 50, 50 bucks to fill up my Ford F-150. And I filled up the other day and it was, and now it's been consistently 76 to $80. Yes. And everybody I talked to said it's about 20 bucks higher on a fill up than it was. That's just the start of it. You can't just keep printing it at some point. Um, and and I, I want to touch on this too. When it comes to Airbnb, just in general, um, I know that people will land every now and again on, on Airbnb, but a large part of that has to deal with the regulation tied to the state. So if a state yeah. chooses, I don't care, maybe, you know, we could say Marriott, whomever, if they have a lobbyist that has a state that says, hey, can you guys add this additional regulation to yeah. um, Competition. Airbnb, then that will sh shut it down immediately. Like, like, for example, for Uber and Lyft in certain states and certain cities, it's not allowed because of the, the politics that's associated with it. And so Airbnb can be very subject to based on what politics uh, happens. So. That's a good point, Lila. Yeah. Again, and, and those are the things that go below the surface of, of politics or e-commerce or, e or, or it's just crazy. Um, I've got one last question, Ed, and I'm just sitting here thinking, and you mentioned something about the fact that you guys are aggressive on bridge lending. Um, and is that because bridge lending is your sweet spot um, or that you're better at it than, than some other folk that are out there or you're more aggressive or you have found a a, um, you, you're better at it, what? what? Yeah, so that, there's a couple of answers to that. And I would tell you, I don't like this. I, I never berate the, the competition. I kind of feel we don't have any when you look at what we do. Um, and there's a couple of reasons. We get all, we, we, dust it, we dust it all out in the beginning, not to waste your time and money or your customers. And Letters of intent come out literally in, I sent one out in 15 minutes. It went into my loan analyst after I pre-ed the deal because we're the filters, the upfront people, the filters, mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. and my sales force. 
So we'll filter it. This is a viable deal. Hey, Leland, get me this, this, and this. Very simple. Not a lot. You'll be shocked when you see what it is what you need. And um, that ease of doing that and getting the quick, accurate answers, along with the fact that we're entertaining such a wide geographic footprint mm. and we're open to hearing your story, just tell us the story. My Our bank president's biggest pet peeve, and I get it now, is he doesn't want to get three quarters of the way into the process, send the, spend the borrower's money and time, right? They've spent net, they're into it, even though it's only $1,500, it's still $1,500 hard-earned money, but $2,000, you know, for their, for their due diligence. And then we're hearing about this missed mortgage payments. Why didn't you just tell me at the beginning and tell me that, hey, the bank stopped taking payments. You checked off on the original submission form, no missed mortgage payments. He looks at it like, come on, what else are you not telling me now? You know, you should, that's why we ask you six simple questions on the lower left-hand corner of our submission form. And I cannot tell you, I wish I had a dollar for every time I said, why didn't you tell me that in the beginning? That was the most sensible, because 99.9% of the time, the truth, as they say, the truth will set you free. Yeah. The truth made the most sense. So there's those reasons combined with the aggressive LTVs, the pricing, the transparency, the time to close, um, and we we make all our own decisions. You know, we have a different parent company now that we just we run the show. It's all done on. We even service the loans ourselves. So there's no waiting for your statement for Aquin or whoever or Citus who's not calling you back. <laughs> All you do is pick up the phone and say, Jorge, I think I'm going to be four days late. And he'll be like, okay, when do you think it's coming? You know, there's a servicing department in-house under one roof. It's, uh, I just think from my own experience in dealing with the other handful of bridge lenders I've spoken to in the past, mm-hmm. as I used to get yelled at when I helped, my daughter played division one fast pitch softball. So I used Ooh. to tell the girls, I used to get yelled at. My, my my wife would jab me in the ribs and say, that's not politically correct. I When a girl would take a swing, and I'm like, you can't swing like you're half pregnant. And like, what, are you, what are you saying? And the coach loved it. You know why? You can't be half pregnant. Half pregnant, that's why. You can't be half pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. It's There's no in between. And this is what I love. I've been at many seminars and sat on many panels. And I'd just be going, wow, this is why people are afraid of commercial. It's not rocket science. They make it so great. It's white or black. It's simple. There's your answer. Tell me what's up. I'll give you the answer. You say hotel. I say no. Say hotel to me again. I'll say no louder. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give you the, I, you say Airbnb and I say, well, entertain, but it's not our normal yeah. asset class you say and i'll say bring it on as long as it's a million dollar minimum loan amount so we're from one million to ten million dollars we really do not go below a million it's very rare maybe in the nines once in a while but very rare and above 10 is case by case so i would say not you know and i apologize for the long-winded answer but it's a that's all the truth those are things 
that come out that I can tell you right away. We're, we will be on the cover of the Scotsman's Guide um, awesome. in May. Um, you know, that's the equivalent in our industry of getting the swimsuit uh, issue. For yeah. <laughs> no, so we will May this May next month will be on that cover. And uh, what what would it take to get you to go beyond twenty four months on a deal? So this is what I tell people: we don't want a property. Got it. Okay. The furthest thing from it. The you cheaper just want to money. Help you get on out the way. Okay. Twelve month money is cheaper. 24-month money is usually a point higher. Got it. Percentage point higher. If you got into the 24-month for some reason and couldn't exit, the last thing, we're not like these groups in the city, Manhattan, that, like, if you go see Rudy Katz, he'll go at Columbia Capital, he'll say, oh, I loan to own. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> and he, I get he, it. Ain't, he ain't kidding. <laughs> he, okay. He'll tell you he knows the value they don't want your property. Got so it. that's the last thing to be in your mind. And that's not a question you want to ask up front because then you're, you're raising, you know, to me, yes, you could say he's a little leery. And I'd say, look, Hank, 24 months from now, they're going to work something out with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't get it done in, 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 in 24 months, then this is not, yeah, this. And, it, and I, What's the worst case example? They give them a six month extension and charge them a point. There's your worst case. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't hear that, but I I I, I, I get right. it. I get it. You know, bridge loan is exactly what it is. It's bridge loan. Period. It's not permanent financing. I get it. And and that's why you have to be careful with who you're dealing with because there are many out there that do want the property. They do. That's and they'll sit back yeah. and they don't care because they have very very deep pockets and they will wait. And of course, you have certain states where the foreclosure procedure is much quicker and easier than others. So mm -hmm. you have to be careful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, I, I want to say this as we as we wrap up. Anyone who anyone who finds himself and anyone who's thinking to himself like, man, what do I do? Right. If you if you own your you know if you have your you have your investment property have your your retail space, let's say you're a doctor, right? You're say you're a physician, you have your, your office space. Don't wait, don't wait, take action now. If you have, uh, if your loan has been called due and you're trying to figure out what to do, where to go next, reach out to Ed. Um, so we're, we're, what we're gonna have is we're gonna have a, um, a little page that will actually uh, have Ed's information, also uh, his programs that he's sent to us so you guys can review it. Uh, it'll be available at leechandler.net forward slash uh, new bridge. And that's spelled N-U-B-R-I-D-G-E. So leechandler.net forward slash new bridge. You can also reach out to Ed. And Ed is okay if I, if I give your contact info. Yeah, that's fine. But I, ideally, we want you to that's be right. their facilitator. So because we don't want to eliminate you. You're the, you're the person that should Absolutely. truly Sorry. facilitate and assist them in the process. Sorry about that. That's you, okay. Uh, but, but definitely go to leechandler.net forward slash new bridge. Okay. And we'll be sure to get right on that, help you out in that scenario, uh, get those things packaged together, speak with Ed. So you can, you can all have your next steps. Ed, anything you want to add before we conclude? Hank. Yes. I, I only thing I was going to add is, um, 
just just based on a gut feeling and listening to what's happening or might happen in the in in the economy the 1.9 trillion there's a 2 trillion that's being talked about today in Pennsylvania for infrastructure and some other legs and then there'll be an, another piece a large piece for some other aspect of rebuilding America so there will be lots of money available lots of opportunity available and i agree with you leland um if, if people got their stuff together and they've got they've got um a strategy for buying or improving their resources their assets now, now is the time um because uh, i think um Ed, you may remember years ago there was a commercial and it called it was called First Mover Advantage, and I forget who that company was, but uh, but that's sort of kind of where it is now because though you guys are, are your your company is doing a lot right now, I don't think that you have an unlimited pot of resources to do deals. There's only so many deals you can do in a period of time, a course of a month or a year, what have you, you know? Well, the, the one thing, that's another good thing with us. From a capital standpoint, it is an infinite amount with us. We have a oh, really? very strong balance sheet, yes. So, okay. yeah, so I would Come, people, come. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> let, them, let them reach out to you because, you know, you're the, the contact. Okay. Um, we're wholesale lenders. If they contact us directly, they'll always be directed back to you, okay. the broker, which is rightfully so, and most brokers appreciate that. So, and Ed and I did look at at the sheet, and you're right; they're very succinct questions, you know. And uh, and we'll make certain that that uh, we don't send you any deals that are not prequal. Beautiful. All right. Well, that is it. Uh, Ed, thank you so much. And guys, please take advantage of this. It's super important. Hey, if you like the idea of gaining wealth, adding to your portfolio, and also protecting what you have, then I have a great treat for you. I'm going to give you a free guide and ebook that you can use that will show you to protect what you have. All you have to do is go to LelandBaptist.net forward slash 35. That's LelandBaptist.net forward slash 35. And protect what you have. Hey, what's up, guys? This episode is sponsored by Morning Brew. Morning Brew is actually a newsletter that we use at our company to basically get an edge or an advantage on our competition and when it comes to investment news. Morning Brew is a free newsletter that anyone can utilize. And every morning around 5 a.m., you're going to get a crisp, structured email newsletter that will give you insider advantage when it comes to trading, investing, and building your portfolio. 
So if that sounds of interest to you, all you have to do to get your new subscription is go to leechandler.net slash morning brew. That's leechandler.net slash morning brew. Talk to you soon.